0: Hey, welcome to Aspie Girl Gab. We're glad you guys can join us. Uh, This is a podcast. Um, My name is Alita. This is a podcast about the spectrum, autism, and mental health. You know, anything across the board on mental health. We wanted to get together. Uh, She's my youngest, my youngest child, but we wanted to get together and just chat about things like that, especially being girls. We know the spectrum hits girls differently than boys, and, you know, we're just going to be gapping. That's basically all it is. Come listen to us chat. Thanks. Right. Make sure I got everything going on. I can hear your people in the background. <laughs> it's all right. Is what it is. All right, so here we are. SP Girl Gab. As usual, what's going on, Fox, and how was your week?
1: Um it's I'm doing good and I'm actually working on a bit of a project in my animation program that I got
0: Alright, is that on Blender?
1: Oh, no, not Blender. I th- Yeah, I still have Blender, oh. but no, it's going to be 2D. It's actually an Open Tunes. Oh, okay. Now, it's basically one of my characters that I'm bringing back. Well, the characters that I used to do from that one YouTube channel I used to have, I'm going to bring back yeah. all of them in the ones that never even got to be on my channel. Like, I had characters oh, cool. planned back then, like, much more than just the three shows, so... I'm gonna actually bring them back one at a time. Like, right now I'm starting with Ruby.
0: Oh yeah. And who is Ruby?
1: Oh, she's... <laughs> well, she's basically... <laughs> she used to be a pet rat of ours. And okay, after a while I kind of gained a bit of inspiration to kind of make her into a character.
0: Awesome. I remember the original ones that you did. Yeah,
1: and I miss doing Ruby's voice. Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> I remember those. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yep. Keeps your creativity going. Yeah. Um, I like when you do those stories yeah. and that, especially the drawings and stuff like that. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: like my imagination literally, I feel like it. whenever I think, I just start imagining And my brain Mm -hmm. is literally about to burst and I need an outlet. (laughs) Right. Like I
0: need to express. You get, well, you know, and and you're like me. Um, You know, I've been doing my job for 17 years in design and photography and everything. And I get, I get, I get bored. You know, if, if, um, if I don't have create, my creative juices flowing, it gets, you know, it can get boring you got to be constantly uh creating um yeah i'm still getting over my sinus thing so i'm very nasally so i apologize to everybody for that um it's going around definitely and i think it's because you know we had everybody was masked up for a year and well longer than a year actually but we were all masked up and staying away from everybody and now everybody's together and of course it's cold and flu season so it's going around but so i'm sniffly and stuffy um so what else i mean is um your thing for your um recital that's moving along yep um Um, on
1: every lesson me and my guitar teacher will um, get together before we dive into the lesson, we rehearse one time and maybe a Mm -hmm. second if needed. And then we move on to what I'm learning that day.
0: Cool. Sounds exciting. It, well, is it going to be in the same place that you did last time?
1: Yep. It's going to be in the Fort Myers location.
0: Oh, awesome. I'll make sure, um, they record it like they did last time. Of course. We'll be very cool. Okay, uh. so, well, this week I was doing, I mean, I've done so much research on this already, but, you know, obviously autism is, you know, it's neurological, but it's, gene- you know, there are, you have to have the certain amount of genes to actually have autism, um, so obviously, you know, what our podcast is about, it's Girl gab, Aspie Girl gab, and it's, it's about girls on the spectrum. It's just completely different than, you know, it, it they, 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 girls present differently than boys, basically. Um, so I had found some articles I figured it would be easier for me, um, you know, to kind of talk about this through some of these updated, uh, researches. So one of the, um, autism research is that we participated in the three of us, uh, me, you, and your sister, uh, is through, it's called spark. And all of us donate, you know, all of us contributed our DNA, um, I'm not exactly sure how many, uh, samples they got, but they're studying families, you know, families with, um, autism, um, you know, in the different generations. <clears throat> so it, it you, act, to be a female, and it's, it's so, it's so, so interesting here talking about gender, um, the gender differences, That they're actually examining the gender differences from an early age now. I mean, obviously, when you and your sister were diagnosed, they, again, you guys, you guys are females. So boys were, I don't, a lot of the testing back then, and I don't even think it's changed yet, but a lot of the testing is, you know, for, for diagnosis is for boys. It's set up for boys. It's. That's how the diagnosis went, you know, for the male brain, um, from what I'm reading. Um, And, yeah, don't.
1: I apologize for interrupting, but um, there's people talk, my family members are talking right outside my door. Oh, I know, I know. Talking nonsense, and it's literally picking (laughs) up background noise, so. No, it's okay. we're done recording, can you... Please try and find it and edit it out a little bit.
0: Well, I can try. Um like But it happens. Like I completely left my door I open. I know, but should so. I tell them
1: to be quiet because it's starting to get louder.
0: Yeah, that's all right.
1: Are you sure they're Yeah, talking I can't even understand again.
0: Can, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um This is just who we are, and this is how we record, and this is the way it has to be right now. Yeah, and I
1: told them to be quiet, but they don't know how to listen.
0: No. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know. Um, But, yeah, no, so I started recording, and my door's wide open. So, you know, you may hear some background stuff. I mean, again, we're, we're, this is, this is real. Like, we don't have expensive Equipment. We don't have sound booths. We don't, you know, we're doing this from our homes, and you know, we're doing this to bring these, to to talk about this, to to hopefully find others that can that can um, understand, you know, what you and your sister have gone through, what I have gone through as a single mother, and um, and this is how we do it. You know, maybe down the road, we will get, you know. Some 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 spiffy uh, little sound booths and and whatnot and then it'll be perfect. But no, um, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I'm sitting here, you know, stuffy and can't breathe and background noise in the back and and whatnot. So, but you know, again, we're not we're not fake here. You know, we're we're <laughs> we're keeping it real.
1: Yeah, we're not fakers. As,
0: as the youngsters say, um, but anyway, no, it's okay, but they don't have, this back what I was saying, they don't have, well, you know, what I'm reading is boys, from, from when they're diagnosing kids, probably even, you know, b- before you guys were born, um, boys present differently. There is a, um, let's see, right here. I have my Spark article open talking about research, and they're examining gender differences from an early age. Um, so, and I'm, I'm quoting this stuff from Spark. Uh, if you would like to um, visit, uh, it's a nonprofit. It's called Spark for Autism, and it's sparkforautism.org. And this is where I'm getting my information from from this one article um but they're examining gender differences from an early age and they say several several researchers said they begin studying girls after hearing firsthand about the struggles to get diagnosis and find services for asd so of course i don't know if you remember but you know through the years it was very difficult finding you guys services um Because you have to have that, you know, you got to have that diagnosis. Obviously when you're in school, you've got the IEP. If you don't have an autism diagnosis, it has to, you have to buy a doctor, have that diagnosis to get any kind of services. Um, and it's a, it's a fight, you know, um, especially being a girl. So psychiatrist or is it uh, psychologist, Rachel Hiller. Uh, she's over at the University of Bath in England, and she's led a couple studies of gender differences, um, in Australia, which is kind of cool. So they took, um, they surveyed parents and grandparents of 92 boys and 60 girls about their children's behavior. All had autism, but not an intellectual disability. So, the results were that the boys and girls with ASD looked different as early as the preschool years. Okay? Um, The little girls were reported to be more likely than boys to mimic others in social situations and to want to fit in with other kids. They often develop a way to camouflage their symptoms. Um, They tend to obsess over the friendships uh, and can develop those. And one or two, um, and like-minded allies. So let's see, bo- uh, boys are off and, you know, for those of you out there that are, that are boys, obviously, <laughs> um, that are adults now, but, uh, you know, going through this and remembering boys are more likely to withdraw and isolate themselves from others. So the fact that boys' parents tend to be more worried about their son's isolation, while girls' parents reported more concerns about the emotional outbursts such as meltdowns. So that, and, and that fits you and, um, you and your sister big time. Um, also adding on there, the irritability. So let's see with this one is when you guys used to go to school and you would just be absolutely exhausted by the time that you came home. Um, but this was interesting here too. Girls control their emotions better at school where they act for differently than they do at home, according to several of these studies, um, which is kind of cool. So, well, I mean, you know, you go, you guys went to school and you had to hold it together. You know, you had to concentrate and this was not easy for you, especially you Fox. This was not easy for you. Um to fit into the neurotypical and concentrate and do your work. And then as soon as you guys came home, like you just were let loose, you were just wore out. Um, So girls, they just tend to do, you know, from what a lot of these parents say, hold it together more at school. Um, So it's it's just interesting. Uh, Also, that teachers, obviously, because this is another thing that happened to you guys, teachers really missed more autistic symptoms in girls um, than parents did, you know, and clinicians. Um, What was this saying here? It's not clear why the teachers, clinicians, and parents see girls with autism so differently from the preschool years on. Again, are girls better? able to blend in at school while falling apart at home. Um, In that sense, the finding that the girls are especially likely to fly under the radar at school does, does fit in with this clinical experience that Dr. Mandy is talking about. Um, You're also less likely to have public meltdowns, which is really interesting. Um, So, pretending or trying to blend in as well may hinder that diagnosis. So Fox was, let's see, your first diagnosis, and I can't remember. No, so um, your sister had the ADD diagnosis first, okay? And this hit sixth grade, I think. They Well, they kind of figured it out in kindergarten. And and I honestly, how horrible this is, because so much was going on with you guys, um, that you were diagnosed with ADD, both of you were diagnosed with ADD before you were diagnosed with autism, and you were eight years old when you were diagnosed with autism, but I can't remember when you were diagnosed with ADD. I don't even... How horrible like, is that? what does ADD <laughs> stand for? That is, um, so, ADHD, it's ADHD, basically, um... And it's it it's um, attention. So you don't okay. So you guys are ADD. I don't care if they they're it's all ADHD now. This is all you know technical stuff that they've they've changed it in the in the DSM books to just uh, ADHD or across the board. Um, it is attention deficit disorder. The H is Attention uh, Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, but you guys don't have the hyper. For some odd reason, that's another thing that hides under the radar is that hyper. The girls t- tend to not have that hyper um, when they're diagnosed with the ADD, which of course with both of my daughters have gone along, along with the autism. But I don't remember when you had that ADD diagnosis. I will have to go back and look at your papers, which I have a novel for both of these girls. Um, but I know, and I don't know if you remember as far back as kindergarten.
1: Oh, I remember a lot, like the time we made those little snowman out of marshmallows and pretzels.
0: <laughs> was that pre-K or was that kindergarten? Nope, that was, that was that in kindergarten?
1: Um... I got, I found pictures uh, lying oh, did around. You? <laughs> it was actually my old kindergarten memory book that we made, like very long back like i'm surprised i ah, found it
0: that's so Even funny the one
1: thing that we did with the rudolph thing and um yeah yeah i think they had to use red lipstick um <laughs> just to put it on our noses i don't know why they couldn't find regular face paint or something
0: that's funny that's so funny um so what so here's an interesting thing too um what is it? They're talking about repetitive repetitive and restrictive behaviors. Um and they're asking the questions are girls with autism less obsessed than boys? Um, so they do find boys have or have had, you know, the the repetitive thing where if you've if you've seen You know, young boys with autism lining up cars or lining up toys or lining up that that was always something um, that they could use to diagnose that like there's something going on here. Um, So, or see, now this was this is this is kind of you. I mean, I know uh, Rain had a thing for dinosaurs, I don't know if that fits in there, but. Lining up toys of fashion, a fascination with spinning wheels and parts of objects, obsessions with mechanical objects, motors, video games. Um, so now researchers saying that girls with autism may have milder repetitive behaviors. I don't know if you have, so you have, you were diagnosed with echolalia. Well, it was, it's not a diagnosis, echolalia. Is where you learned a lot of, you would basically echo. You basically learned a lot of your facial cues and stuff like that from watching, you know, your Disney movies that you watched. Um, And you would watch certain ones over and over and over and over again. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you still kind of do that, I'm sure, with music and movies and stuff. That's... It's not
1: just movies. I'm also Mm -hmm. getting a bit intrigued in old Rubber Hose era cartoons.
0: Ah. Rubber Hose means like
1: the black and white ones where they're... Some of them were like silent while some of them like further down the line had some music and sound. They're actually really funny.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Peppa likes that stuff too, huh? That's so funny. But yeah, so... You, I don't know, you, when you get into something and you, you know all about it. I don't know if that would be a, an obsession, but you would obsess about the information, making sure that you knew every, every aspect about that certain topic. Um, It could be any topic. Um, So let's see what else it's. Like, you guys had seamlessly... Let's see. So, boys likely... Boys seemingly uh, random obsessional interests, like collecting things, for example. um, Pencils or or whatever. Um, And then the girls just... It's less intense. Um, Oh, this is... So, this is... uh, Where is it at here? Um... So, and you know, when we're talking about the brains as well, uh, Dr. Mandy was saying, and this is so interesting, that she believes that males are more susceptible to autism than females. She says, quote, But I think we exaggerate the extent of this gender difference, especially among people with normal IQs and fluid speech. Um... If you ask me to take a bet on the true gender ratio in ASD, I would say it is two males for every female. And I think that one reason why autism clinics tend to find a higher male to female ratio is that females never come to the attention of of autism services. Because they mask their autistic difficulties more effectively than males. So if girls could mask their symptoms, you know, they're, they're wondering if boys can do it too. But studying how girls like you with autism can camouflage their difficulties, um, will also teach them about boys as well. Um, it's, it's just, it's so interesting, uh, as well in here, one of these studies was talking about how, you know, it? they're doing another study on how autism manifests in the brains of girls. And, but it also, we also, you have to have, <laughs> to be, to be a female and have autism, you have to have more genetic, more genes. The more autism genes, you have to have more of those to be autistic. So... For you example, if a boy, the male brain, had the, your specific genes for autism, he would probably be very lower, very, very low functioning. Does that make sense? Yeah. Girls are more, It's they're finding, you know, the females are more robust with these genetics. It's just, it's interesting. Also,
1: I am beginning to question whether or not. My father could be, I'm not sure. I mean, he must have had some form of the gene. Uh,
0: Yeah, well, yeah, because I don't, it doesn't all come from me. They're actually finding some studies. I don't know how, again, this is just some stuff that I've read that a lot of the genetics comes down on the father's side of the family. But... It's got a... Uh, both parents pass it on. Um, from what I've read. Um, but no. I, there's definitely... Some autism... I, I'm pretty sure on that side of... On his side of the family. For sure. Um, but obviously being male... You know he doesn't have... Maybe as, as much of the genetics... Um, because if he did, he'd be severe, which is just so interesting. It takes more of the autism genes to have a girl on the spectrum than it does a boy. And it's again, the female brain versus the male brain. Um, and this is why you weren't diagnosed until you were eight and, and Rain was 11. If we knew, you know, if you guys presented more again, and then you have this ADD, you don't have the hyper, you know, a lot of the boys are hyper. Um, and you, you guys just, it, it, it was crazy trying to figure out what was going on. It, um, the autism's, uh, let's see. So this. If you ever like to follow, uh, spectrumnews.org is also another great website um, with all types of different, uh, they have an opinion page, news topics, Autism 101, it's, it's a really cool website. Um, just, I didn't realize how, I, it's so funny, they're. they want to do More research, but it is so difficult, apparently, (laughs) to do this research with females because you guys are like, you know, unicorns, I guess, (laughs) per se.
1: Wait a minute, I thought (laughs) a unicorn was like a man, but very gentle and kind of... well,
0: no. So, a unicorn is rare, right? So, anything that's rare, you can basically call a unicorn. So... My dad, Pepal, I call him a unicorn because you don't, have you ever, I've never met another man like him. You know, he's, um, my parents are still married. He is very, you know, he's very supportive of his entire family. He takes care of my mom. Um, he cooks, he cleans, he sews, he does all that. He's mechanically inclined. He knows he was an electrician. He's... He can replace toilets. He can do all that. That's what I call a unicorn. Somebody who is rare. It's rare. So with you guys being girls on the spectrum, it's like being a unicorn and trying to figure out what was going on with you guys in school. Especially, I mean, when we got you into kindergarten, we didn't know, like it wasn't bad, but nobody could figure out what was going on that's where the add came in first and from our last episode we were talking about other diagnoses that manifest along with autism it's not just autism you know you're going to have things like add um ocd dyslexia things like Is that. Is it
1: ocd overly correct disorder
0: it's um obsessive compulsive disorder oh i thought that's what it stood for yeah, so basically you're obsessed with things. And of course, my battery is dying here. Um, so it would be like some people, uh, just an example, um, and it's different across the board, but say if you were getting ready to go out, and go to work, and you touch, you gotta touch the, you gotta go to the front door and you have to tap it tap the doorknob 5 times before you open it. And then when you get out and you shut the door, you got to tap the doorknob 5 times again before you lock it. Just little things like that, obsessive. Very compulsive. Does that make sense? You have to do some do some reading on OCD. You'll find it kind of interesting. Yeah. Um Was there Gosh, and this is going back so far, I don't understand, I don't, was there a time that, no, in middle school you had some uh, um, boys in the, on the spectrum, weren't, I mean, weren't you guys rare, fem- and, you know, when you were in the middle school, there was only a few females, right?
1: Well, in one of my classes, there was one other girl, but when she left, I became the only
0: girl in the class. <laughs> there you go. And I don't and you, yeah. I don't know
1: if they were on the spectrum or not. I I really couldn't tell cuz I didn't know the signs then. Like I was just there doing my work with the boys. And that was right, like right. like when that girl left, I became the only one in the class who was a female. Yeah. And it was actually I mean, I wouldn't say uncomfortable,
0: but it was just weird. It's it's hard for you to relate. You know, it really is. Um, I I have, you know, when I was younger, I had a lot of boys as friends. But it's hard for you to relate when it's all boys. And, you know, you just, um, you know, you need some girlfriends. Um, so they're talking about, they're asking if there's evidence. Um, what was it? The female pro, what is it? Protective, the female protective effect. So on the spectrum this is the one article I was talking about, um, girls, so if autistic girls carry more familial risk factors than autistic boys, the siblings of autistic girls should also be at a heightened risk for autism or autism traits. But some scientists have found the opposite. Um, So some are finding now, of course, you know, you guys both have it. Um, But they did a study in 2015 that found no association between the sex of autistic children and the extent of the autism traits in their younger siblings. Um, Let's see. Uh, However, in 2013, studies showed that siblings of autistic girls have more traits than do siblings of autistic boys so there's just let me see if i can find it's it's crazy
1: um you know i find this a bit weird and such mm -hmm. um but still i may like over time like you know Mm -hmm. how some with autism I don't know if it's both boys and girls but back then I was scared of loud noises but I outgrew that and I don't know if right. it's a trait it's... or sensitivity I don't know what to call it
0: uh, from what I see I don't I don't think like you outgrow it I think you're desensitized to it maybe like you're you get used to it does that make sense I guess you're... so your sensories are getting acclimated to it. Um, I'm sure if you were somewhere for five or six hours, maybe... Like, like when we went to Disney World. You know, when you get back to the hotel room or whatever, I'm pretty sure you're exhausted and overstimulated. But you were able to... You know, when I took you guys when you were younger. And yeah. you guys didn't handle it very well.
1: I think I was like six... That's the best age mm. I can remember.
0: Six, seven, eight. I think so, too. Also... It was before either of you were diagnosed. Also,
1: I remember us going on that Haunted Mansion ride. Like, I, did, <laughs> I remember being on there, but I don't remember, like, crying or being scared. Like, was I ever scared or crying on that ride?
0: Um, no, I don't think so. You sat with, uh, you sat with Memo and Pepple. Yeah, and I was and then, probably strangely
1: yeah. perfectly calm.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then I think... I think Rain was with me because I think they can only... You can only fit three or... Or you can only fit four people in one of the... Doom buggies. The things, yeah. That's what they, um, that's what they
1: call the ride system in the oh. attraction. No, I think you can only fit either three or two. Depending on...
0: Maybe it was three. I. I... It was probably three. Um... So, me and Rain sat in one, and you sat with my mom and Peppo. I'm pretty sure that's how that went. Um, but yeah, so you guys, you guys did okay. But I mean, you guys had, I don't want to call them, I don't want to say meltdowns. But you know, there were times that we had to kind of find a quiet corner, you know, get something to drink and sit down on a curb and kind of let you guys desensitize because it's a lot of people. Um, and again, this is before both of you were, we, we had no idea what was going on. Um, yeah, I don't even know if you were diagnosed with the ADHD or ADD then yet. I know Kaylee or um, um, Rain was, but I don't know if you were. But as you get older and I don't know if it ever goes away. But as you get older, I think you just get desensitized. And that's how a lot of people on the spectrum, you know, go about their daily lives and and work and, and, you know, be in society. Um,
1: Yeah. Also, speaking of that, um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: there's one thing that I'm still struggling with, and that's eye contact. And it, like, whenever, like... I kind of try to make eye contact with somebody I just met. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard for me. Like, I look away a little bit. And then I look back, look away again. It's, it's kind of
0: well weird. your sister has the same issue, but it, you know, and when we're out, she'll tell people that, you know, um, that, sorry, I can't make eye contact until I get to know you better. Um, but Yeah. I don't know, you know, and you may never, you know, that may just be something both of you have for the rest of your life. But I think once you're comfortable with somebody, because like you're a guitar teacher, can you do eye contact?
1: Yeah, I've got to know him for a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So people like that. Um, what was the other thing? Um... Oh, so here's a fun topic. Let's see. I'm going to ask you and I don't know. Okay. So, so what do you think? Have you ever had any, well, I don't know what, you know, uh, like autism and, and myths, like, let's see, um.
1: What, are we going to do like a myth or no, like thing? Like,
0: yeah, I'm trying to think how to word that. Um,
1: well, well, however you word it, I, I won't get offended, okay?
0: Well, I know you don't get offended.
1: Yeah, I don't offend easily. Um,
0: no, neither do I. So, but I'm trying to think if there's anything that, you know that you've ever come across of of you know people in school question you about that and I don't know if they I don't know if you've been in that if you've you know um, Like like school
1: problems or
0: like all like one like one of the things is like all autistic people are the same
1: no, that, that's actually, I don't think all people on the spectrum are the exact same. Sometimes there's different ways, like there's different things that, you know, that those on the spectrum do, like maybe different behavior patterns or what? something. Um, for example, when I was back in that private school that was in that church. I think they were renting one part of that building. Um, Yeah. You know, some of them would be happy-go-lucky, and um, one of them would just listen to music and be a bit quiet all the time. Um, And then um, some of them would... It'd be hard to control their anger a bit. um, Right. And... Right.
0: Uh, Their emotions are um, regulating... R- ...regulating their emotions, I think is what it's... And yeah.
1: sometimes they, like, sing songs that they kind of learn from YouTube, like... I mean, there was one song, but I don't want to name it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, a little... The little boy, like, it was pretty much all ages. hmm the, the, Like, we were a tiny...
0: Oh, yeah, even yeah, yeah. I think we yeah. were even
1: considered a school there...
0: Um, I mean, like just a little location. It's because the main one was down in Naples, and uh, you guys were like the Fort Myers area one. Um, and it was done by a nonprofit yeah, organization. And, so, yeah,
1: the one student was a little boy who would always like sing that one song he learned <laughs> from YouTube, which was, let's just say, it was not good for his age. Oh. Well, there weren't no. any cuss words or anything. It just sounded like something from like a video about like something in a nutshell.
0: Oh, interesting. Well, like when um so in some 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 people on the spectrum uh have, you know, uh do do what's called stemming, which you did a lot when you were younger, and some don't. Um, some do it when they're excited, some do it when they're, um, you know, when they're nervous or whatever. but so that's, I guess that would be something, you know, the myth where you know, all autistic people are the same, which they're not. Um, it's a spectrum disorder, so, you can have very high functioning, somewhere in between, somewhere on the bottom. I mean, some may have problems with social communication. Um, it's, you know, like right here, you were talking about eye contact. Uh, they have difficulties with conversation, eye contact, verbal and nonverbal communication, and understanding the emotions with the conversation. Um, here's a, <laughs> Here's another one. In, We know this is a myth. Autistic people do not talk.
1: That's also a myth. I mean, (laughs) there are some out there, only a tiny Mm -hmm. bit or some, I don't know the amount. But all of us, well, some of us, like, some of us can talk and some of us sometimes...
0: Right, they call them nonverbal.
1: Yeah, and sometimes... Like they just say something like blurt out something random or something mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes you know some prefer to just not talk, even if they're not nonverbal. They mm-hmm. just prefer to just sit, draw, or just even listen to music all yep. day.
0: Yep, yep. Um Yeah, some are nonverbal, some are verbal. It just uh so that wasn't, that's, you know, that's a, an odd myth that people would think all autistic people don't talk. Um, uh, another one's people with autism are incapable of empathy. What's? Now you know what empathy is. What's empathy? Well, empathy is when you have, you know, you empathize with somebody. Somebody trips and hurts their knee. You feel bad for them. You know, you try to help them. You help them up. What's the
1: question again?
0: People with autism are incapable of empathy. So that would mean. That's a myth.
1: That's a total myth. Like I, like whenever, like, I I forgot that one time. You were
0: always helpful.
1: Yes. And sometimes at school, whenever I, like in eighth grade, I saw one of my Mm -hmm. classmates sitting crying in the corner and then I saw oh. another kid comforting her, and I actually felt bad for her because I didn't know what she was going right. through. Like, it could have been a home situation, bullying. I didn't know, and I didn't want to disturb her because, I mean, there was, always, there was that other girl there comforting her, but I still felt bad for her.
0: Yeah, and that other girl had empathy as well. Exactly. You know, um, that's, that's what empathy is, you know. Um you know, caring for others. And um, so, you know, because they, I I don't, some of these, some of these myths are are crazy. Um, So where the myth comes from is, it is true that people with autism may have a difficulty in reading other people's feelings and some of them on the spectrum may not show emotions in a way that neuro neurotypical people do. It's entirely false that they lack empathy and lack feelings. They just have different expressions and emotions the, the way that they, you know, show that, um, this one here is just weird. Most people with autism are dangerous.
1: Myth. Total myth. Uh, talk about most of us
0: violent temper tantrums and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Most but... of us are pretty much sweet as candy.
0: Yep. And I know
1: sometimes <laughs> there are some out there who do have some anger outbursts every now and then. Just most of them don't get violent, okay? Like most prefer to just Right. You know, like just be in a cry corner or somewhere. Let's just say most of them don't hurt people.
0: You know, it, it's when they're showing aggressive behavior. Like that boy in your class that threw the... What did he throw? The desk or chair?
1: I forgot it was
0: probably the desk. Mm. Yeah. So, a lot of this. And I know a lot. You see it a lot. Usually in the non-verbal kids. They get so irritated. They don't know how to communicate, and then you have teachers and parents or nobody is understanding what's going on, and it is frustrating to not be able to communicate that. Um, and I think with a lot of young kids on the spectrum who have issues on communication and how to communicate, and um, again, especially the nonverbal ones, they they can have more aggression. Because they're aggravated, that's what I am. I am thinking. You know, I um, I heard they had yeah. a bit
1: of a solution um, to the being kind of unable to communicate that kind of causes the frustration. I think they came up with something called talking cards. Like they would kind of like pick a card of a word they want to say, and I heard oh, they're yeah. actually coming up with these apps um, for those who are nonverbal. To kind of, you know, like, when they press a button Mm -hmm. in the app, it immediately speaks in, like, text-to-speech voice, um, that word. Like, you know, maybe, like, play dog. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that means they want to, like, play with their pet dog.
0: I've seen um, this family that I follow. I don't know if it's on, um, I think they're on YouTube, but I think I follow them on Facebook. And the girl, they're... Daughter's, I think she's a teenager, and she's nonverbal. Um, she does have one of those little things that she can press the buttons and talk. But she, they also taught her sign like different hand symbols, like if she has to go to the bathroom, if she needs something to drink, stuff like that. She can do like little, almost like sign language, you know, um, to be able to communicate. And I think that's a huge. You know, I think that's a it that makes a big difference. Um, did you know? Also, boys are four times more likely than girls uh, to be autistic. That's crazy. Do you, you know what I was thinking too? When when kids are when babies are born preemie, if if you have a boy at tw- say you have a boy at thirty weeks or twenty eight weeks and a girl born at 28 weeks. That girl is more opt to survive than the boy. I and I don't I don't know if they've researched this stuff but it, it's really interesting that girls have a bigger survival rate as preemies than boys. Um it's just it's it's interesting how gender in the brain can play a role of um, things like this, like autism. You
1: know, I actually, um, when we were doing the whole myth things, I was actually thinking about the other myths I've heard somewhere on the internet. What's that? Okay, now this is probably the most ridiculous myth I have ever heard in the history of myths (laughs) themselves. Like... People think that those with autism are literally possessed by demons.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: and this is the, this is like people. I've read that to, somewhere. People who go to church think this. And I'm like, uh, well. no. Plus, I, the, the other one is that people think that, you know, like, oh, vac- vaccines cause this. And I'm like, no, it's genetic. We're yeah, you're born with, with it. it. And we're stuck with it, okay?
0: <laughs> it's the way your brain is wired. It's not like you can go in there and rewire it.
1: Yeah, and people th- are, are trying to say, oh, we're we're coming up with a cure
0: for autism.
1: Like, no.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah no, there's... it's
1: genetic.
0: That's who you are. Yeah. It's not a... It's not a... It's neurological. It's how your brain is. It's not a disease.
1: Yeah, and it's not. D- um, to cure. I- exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's wrong with these people. Like, I feel like they're they're just hating. They're, they're, they're just hating. A-
0: apparently. <laughs> um, and these are people that don't do their research or read about it, you know. It's kind of like when something hits in the news, a news uh, story. Know all your facts. Do your reading and do your research, you know, um, yeah, so you have all the facts. Um, yeah, they talk about, um, what is it? There's no quote unquote cure for ASD, autism spectrum disorder. Um, uh, they shouldn't call it a disorder. That's a whole nother topic. Uh, should be called syndrome. Uh, but there are several interventions that can help children learn important skills and important right services, early services. and now you guys were kind of on the cusp of early intervention, basically. I mean again, and girls miss out on this stuff because they present differently than boys um, on the spectrum. Um, and it can hurt it can hurt pretty bad, you know, especially you know your sister was eleven. you were eight. And she was 11. And, and of course, they didn't really have a whole lot of, um... And they didn't have a whole lot of services. Now they have a lot for the little kids. But, you know, you guys get up in high school and it's just like, Okay, you don't need us anymore. You guys can... You know, you're adults, apparently. Or you're old enough that, you know, Yeah, I don't you know, don't need help. I don't
1: know why they think that. Like, I, I, I mean, either. just because... Like, I get it. We're older. We're young adults. But... Some of us still need help. Yep. Like, we're, we're yeah. not, like, when we grow, we don't immediately turn, like, into normal thinking kids. Like, we're still, we're still, we're still on the autism spectrum. We were born with it. And they yeah. don't even know that. Like, I don't even know what's wrong with these people's, like, what's wrong with the people who, like, create the myths and and such like I don't know if they're like like are they on something or like
0: what I don't know and it's 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 always people that are not on the spectrum like how can you make these things up about autism when you know nothing about it yeah do your research the internet exists for a reason you know and not only just the internet talk to people on the spectrum talk to parents That have kids on the spectrum that have adults on the spectrum talk to people i mean like me i've i brought you guys up you know you guys are my kids and i've lived this every day and i've you know been with you guys through all the every grade and you know all the struggles of getting services and this and that and um yeah so but again it's really really interesting on how you guys present differently than boys, and I have to say, younger younger boys that um, that I have seen on the spectrum, you know, of other parents, are definitely, it's it's definitely a whole different ball game. It's it's really interesting. Um, I don't know. It's almost like the species needs to survive, so females are like more robust. Because we're the ones, you know, females carry on the line. I mean, obviously you have to have the males, but we carry on the, I don't know. It's really, I just, I, I, I'm really intrigued with that stuff. Let's just put it that way. I love, I love science and I'm always wondering, you know, because, you know, life's got to go on. And we carry, you know, we carry the babies and I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Also, this is really weird.
1: My guitar teacher, like, after telling him or letting him know I was on the spectrum and such, mm-hmm. like, after a couple of lessons, he told me that it's very intriguing to have a student with autism. Like, he's actually learning, like, in person, first for- hand experience. Wow. So, are you, like, his first student on the spectrum? I, I guess so. I mean, I don't know if any other students, I guess the other students are normal.
0: That's really interesting, though. Um,
1: But he does say he does enjoy working with me.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and and there are people like that that will ask you questions. And, you know, like you're teaching them things, um, which is interesting. You know, if he he ever has another student on the spectrum, he'll understand it. There's somebody else, and I can't remember who... um, Rain was working with that had never worked with anybody on the spectrum. And it's almost like a learning thing where Rain can teach them. I mean, in, even in one of her classes, the kids were like bugging this other kid that was, he was stemming and they're, they're all like, calm down, calm down. And, and Rain is like, he is calming down. He's stemming. That's, that's what he does to calm down he's he's calming himself down but he stems you know the rapid finger movements and stuff like that so you know go out and meet somebody on the spectrum you know i you know i I, of course i don't know how you would do that but if you know anybody with a kid or even an older kid on the spectrum you know hang out hang out with the parents you know ask questions and, um, yeah, just get to know them, you know. And um, I, I just don't think there are enough people out there that, that completely understand it. Obviously, again, everybody on the spectrum across the board is completely different, completely different. And then you throw girls in there, and it's just like, what's going on? <laughs> you guys just, again, fly under the radar, don't get diagnosed and we know something's going on, you know. So But anywho. Yep. So I think that's our episode four. It's talking about the differences between girls and boys on the spectrum and talked about some common myths. So is there anything else that you wanted to bring up? Um that you could think of. I mean, we just had Christmas. Christmas was yesterday.
1: Well, you know what I found a little bit, um, like, I found some news stories about some of those on the spectrum, like, this girl who was on the spectrum, she was just being her normal self, when all of us, she was in this, like, Girl Scouts troop, Uh and and they kicked her out because she said, oh, she, she's too dangerous to be around, she, she might hurt the other students, like, I swear, that lady, oh my gosh. And this one girl and her family were kicked off the plane because they thought, like, she, the, the girl was also on the spectrum. This is like, another girl. Um, yeah. She was kicked off the plane because they said, oh, she's dangerous. She's, she's, she, she, she's going to hurt everybody. Like, people on the spectrum, or at least most of us, don't hurt people. Like, we're not animals.
0: I, we know, are human you- just like them. And if you're in a store or on a plane or if you're out and you see a kid having a breakdown or, you know, if you're traveling like like in the airport or whatnot. But, and you see somebody, a parent, trying to help a kid that's having a breakdown or whatever. Don't automatically assume that that kid just is behaving badly. It, it could actually be a kid on the spectrum having a meltdown because their sensories are just overloaded um they're tired there there's a lot going on there and you have to understand that it's 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 in the brain and there's it's you know and that poor parent is trying their best and and it doesn't help when you have you know people um you know telling the kid to be quiet or whatever things like that just don't judge before you know what is going on um, yeah,
1: never with that kid. Never judge them before you get to know them.
0: Yeah, it's as yeah. simple as that. Yep, they could be having a really horrible sensory overload. And it's not it's not easy to get out of that, you know, when you're sitting in an airport or stuck on a plane or, or whatever. So yep, just be kind. So, all right. I think we're good with this episode. Yep. So we will see you guys next week. We do this every week. Not sure what the topic will be next week, but.
1: I can think of one. We'll figure that one
0: out. Yeah, you can make me a list and we'll talk about some stuff. And hopefully my stuffy nose (laughs) gets a little bit better. Um, I've been holding on to this for a couple weeks now. Um, And, uh. Yeah, it's not COVID, luckily. I tested for COVID, so it's not COVID. But anyway, all right, guys, we will see you next week. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Aspie Girl Gab. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can find Fox at C H Y T H E F O X, Shy the Fox, at Instagram. We are also up on Facebook. Aspie Girl Gab, we have a page over there. Um, and we will have other links um, on our Facebook page and such that you can follow us. Thanks for listening.